1: We repel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
2: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Ched and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your
1: office? Yeah, Digitex does
2: that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. 105
0: Edmonton Hour, number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer in Ice District at Rogers Place, 8th floor, broadcast location. Edmonton and the Vancouver Canucks drop the puck on the regular season tomorrow. Oilers now for uh, what is now the ninth consecutive season brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.c is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Hugh Porter and the gang of Digitex. Hugh's a big fan of Glenn Anderson and Grant Fuhr back in the days. Those were his two favorite orders growing up as a kid. Of course, uh, you can keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Flores text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street and 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Is uh, we go uh, back to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, the River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement, bet on it. For the horses and horse racing, Alberta, the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing and breeding industry. We welcome back to the show, Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector.
2: Hey, Spec. Just sitting here in the bowl watching them begin to put orange towels on. Or I guess maybe they're going to be blue and orange towels, but they're doing that seat thing that they do every year. It's oh, kind of getting you. exciting around here, Bobby. You uh, I, can see it. You.
0: You're upstairs. I can see you. There you go. Yeah. You're less than 120 feet away from me, uh, maybe more than that.
2: I see where you are up there. Yeah, sorry. I had to do some sports network down here. Thanks for a couple extra minutes. Uh, I'm pumped for tomorrow, Bobby. Let's talk hockey. All right, well, let's talk
0: yessapoli Uh because by Ken Holland's own admission, he wasn't sure what he had. And, Mark, uh, we weren't sure what yes was going to bring. Uh, I was a little quicker last year to move him up, I think, in the lineup than you were. Uh, I am stunned at the player we're seeing now. in the pre- Like, if you had told us, Mark, last January, that Yessapoli-Arvey would look like a... Uh, I'm not going to... He's looking like... I'll use the term impact. He's now looking. It's it's not like last year he became a complimentary player, right? He's right. now looking like an impactful player. And I know we have people, oh, I always do a pulley army. And your organization sucks.
2: And and that's why it didn't happen. No, 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 no. You know what I mean, Mark? Well, listen, I think put it this way, Bob. If you'd have said to me when he, you know, a year ago, Paul Yarby was coming back from Finland, and we just weren't sure. We we're all happy that he was coming back, and we said, Hey, let's, you know what, open the doors, let's see what you got. If you'd have told me that 12 months later, he was going to be on the first line right wing with McDavid and Drysaddle, and there wasn't going to be a single voice in the city saying, What's he doing there? All right? Not a single voice out there in the hockey world saying, What is Paul Yarby doing on the first line? I wouldn't have believed you. I'd have said, Bob. People are going to be going crazy about this thing. Uh, but listen, he is the best right-winger on this hockey team, right? He is He's not on the first line because there's not enough room, because there's not enough guys, because of this, because of that. He's the best right-winger on this hockey team. That's why he's playing first-line right-wing, Bob.
0: Well, yeah, and he's – I mean, it's just noticeable and just – six foot four and that's what ken talked about as well right if you said it before spec big trump's small when you have the same work rate and that's the other thing i mean, he is it's not you know what like the fans the fans like he's almost become a bit of a cult hero with the fans There's a, sure, yes. There, what was it the bison or whatever the other day yeah, it was his, yeah, yeah. Th- his dog <laughs> his dog towards the end of last season but you, you're, I'm watching how he coexists, Mark, with his teammates as well, right? Every day in practice, and you, it's just, it's 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 really, and it's exciting for Oilers fan. And guess what? It's going to cost Edmonton down the road. They're going to have to get this guy signed, and he's got a chance to be a hell of a winger. But it's well, it, it is an exciting thing when you're seeing a player that maybe had been written off. And I'm not saying I had written him off. I just thought, you know what? I probably would have moved the asset at one point. And yep. and the orders got, you know what, Mark, maybe Edmonton got a little bit lucky here with this guy.
2: Well, I, I think it's not about writing off. It's about kind of figuring out where the goalposts are. And, you know, with some players, they come out of junior and they're that size and they're ready to play. And they play right away. And, and, you know, you see what they've got. And with Jesse, he wasn't ready. And we've been through this, right? The order shouldn't have had him here. And they did. And he should have spent more time in the classroom learning English. And he didn't. And, you you know what he got sour and the orders got sour and ended up back in Finland. And we all thought, Oh, this is bad. You know what? It was good. <laughs> it turned out that it was good. So I want to say this when they drafted him, we used to talk about Miko Rantanen, right? A big six foot four right winger in Colorado who has emerged into, he's pretty much annually a 30 goal, 80 point player. Now this guy, yep. and you know, we used to when they drafted Puljuhari, people said, "Oh, you know what? He reminds us a lot about Miko Rantanen Well, that all went away the last few years, and I get why, because rantanen had produced and Puljuhari didn't. Uh, I wonder if we start, you know, by Christmas this year, if those comparisons start coming back. Like, I'm not predicting 30 goals and 80 points for this player, but I will say to you, Bob, if he's going to play on McDavid and Drysaddle's wing, or and or. And he's going to get, you know, he looks like he's getting a fair bit of power play time. Why couldn't Jesse RV score 25 or 30 goals this year?
0: Well, it's funny, Mark, in that 16-17 season in Colorado when they were bad, and Chris McFarland, their assistant general manager, I'm not sure you were in on the conversation in Nashville. He's like, you know, Stoff, I was in Columbus. You've you've gone through some tough miles with the Oilers, and Edmonton was a 103 point team, Mark, in 16-17. But there were people that were like Colorado. Oh wow, right? They're they're bad. When they got rid of all their slow guys but ran and went minus 25 that year and was a 20-goal score, <laughs> right? He wasn't. And then the next year, boom, 84 points and 87 points, right? And then way yep. above a point per game last year, 30 goals, 66 points in 52 games. So I'm going to put you on the spot, Mark. Can Ryan Nugent, Hopkins, Zach Hyman, and Yessa Arvi all break the 25? If we get a full season in, can they all break the 25 goals? Because if that happens, going if, to. if they can all break 25 goals – Given that we know what how offensively gifted McDavid and Drysaddle are, the two highest-scoring players in the league over the last five years, the Oilers are going to be in good shape if all three of those guys get to 25 goals.
2: Well, uh, here's what I – you know, it's funny because this summer they signed Zach Hyman and we all talked about how with the signing of this, this you know, first-line left winger, it's going to allow Dave Tippett to play Drysaddle and McDavid apart more successfully, right? They're going to be able to – be a harder team to play against because those guys are going to be apart. Well, we're going to the game tomorrow night. It looks like they're going to play together, Bob. (laughs) So I guess my answer to your question is, if you tell me that uh, the more Drysdale and McDavid play together, the less likely it is that Hyman and uh, Nugent Hopkins get to 25 goals, right? Those guys, to me... The, the, the chance of, of either Hyman or Mc, uh, or Nugent Hopkins getting to 25 hinges on how much time they have Dave, McDavid or Dreisaitl as their sentiment. If they're playing together, I'm not saying they're a bad line, I'm not saying they can't produce, but I am saying there's probably not 50 goals between them. Yeah, well, no,
0: that's fair. I mean, it is interesting. Mark, it looks like Zach Hyman has replaced Josh Archibald as the empty net guy out with McDavid and Dreisaitl in those situations. So there's
2: that. <laughs> Two cheap goals there.
0: <laughs> All right. You got you got Hyman. You got Hyman and Paul Yarby are going to see power play time. They're going to split as the net front. Poliervi is yeah. probably going to play the most five v five time with McDavid based upon. The fact that – and Mike Babcock, Mark, was on the show Friday, and, we, you know, we talked a bit about this with him. And Detroit okay. used to split uh, Zetterberg and, and Datsuk on the road but play them together at home, and maybe we're going to see that with Edmonton. Maybe that's okay. going to be the modus operandi. So, you know, Paul is the one guy that's probably going to play the most with McDavid, that that five-on-five. That five, that's probably fair. But Hyman's probably going to start the power plays ahead of Paul Yarby the first unit he's probably going to and then hyman's going to be on the ice for the empty netter and newton hopkins is always going to be on the power play so it's kind of right (laughs) there's a
2: lot there's a lot to go around you know i i think that i'm looking forward i I didn't hear uh, babcock on your show i can guarantee you he said good things about zach hyman because i know he loves the guy yeah um uh, Oilers fans who, I know many of the Oilers fans listen to this show, they know their hockey and they're, they know Zach Hammond already. Those of you who don't uh, should look forward to getting to know this player. It, it's not something where you're going to watch him do two rushes and say, wow, and he's going to blow you, your doors off. He's, he's a guy that you're going to need some, a, few, a few viewings, some volume. You're going to have to watch him do the little things. He's going to set some goals up where he may not even get an assist. kind of reminds me of Ryan Smith that used to do a lot of things in front of a net that, that helped cause a goal. Yep. But he didn't always get a point on that goal. Remember, Bob?
0: Yeah, no, but, I know. For sure uh no smith liked to score make no mistake oh i know he did but hyman was t- to me smith smith had a higher maybe a higher i mean ryan smith had a 39 goal season in the nhl albeit 20 were on the power play that yep. year in 96 97 and he was the primary shooter when he got when dougie waite became a hundred point guy like smith was the focal point um mm-hmm.
2: uh, but he the- also mucked it up in front of the oh, net a lot, and oh, pucks went in that yeah. wouldn't have
0: gone in had he not been there. No, absolutely. I, Hyman, to me, is a better retrieval guy on the power play. Smith's probably the better net front presence. Actually, what we're going to do here, Cody's back in the studio. Cody, early in the Mike Babcock interview on Friday, which was uh, I think we pushed back to 135, uh, if you could just pull him talking about Hyman, and it's it's right at the beginning of the interview. We'll, we'll go ahead and see if he can grab that for us and we'll try to get to it.
2: I thought it was high praise this morning. You probably didn't see this, Bob. Mike Smith was behind the microphone today at the avail, uh, likely while you were on air.
0: Actually, we have that. We have that uh, clip, yes. And he
2: said, you know, he's all ready for you. He said, he, he tells his son, watch Connor McDavid play because he's fun to watch, which, which but clip? I got bad news for you. You might not be Connor McDavid, but he says, watch Zach Hyman play because a lot of players could be Zach Hyman if they work hard enough, if they're smart enough, if they do the right things. He doesn't have some extraordinary skill like McDavid has, that that either, you know, you can't replicate McDavid if you can't skate like the wind. Zach Hyman's a guy that he's a self-made player, and he will be a real nice contrast to the pretty skill that this team has run out for a long time. It's going to be nice having a guy on this team to watch who mucks it up a little bit and is successful offensively, not exactly the same as Ryan Smith. He's not the same player, but he scores a lot of goals on sweat, not skill, uh, the way Smitty used to. Here is
0: Mike Babcock talking about Zach Hyman.
2: Well, obviously, he's a heavy, heavy player. He brings it every day. He doesn't worry about what anyone else says. He doesn't worry about uh, ridicule from the outside. He just brings it every day and does his job, and he can play with good players. He flat out just goes and gets the puck back for him. He's always under at the net, driving the goalie deep, and wins retrieval races, so the good players get the puck back more and more often. And so to me, he's elite at what he does. The guys that play with him have respect for him. He's a great kid, plays hard. What else can you ask for? Hey, respect. We
0: we both known Mike Babcock a long time. He's old school, right? He likes <laughs> he likes guys that work right that's yeah. fr- you know it's not a
2: great kid works hard what more do you want <laughs> i know there's a generation
0: of virtue signalers out there that want everybody to think like them but there's also a generation of people that really respect others that grind and work um and so and and hyman's and that's why it, it's interesting how it worked out because i know a lot of the analytics types have the leafs ranked ahead of the oiters, but the oiters got one of the leaf's best guys and in uh, Zach
2: Hyman, and that was an important player. An important. Go ahead, Mark. Sorry, Bob. Well, that's one thing that I'm going to say that I like about the Orders this year that I've never figured out about the Leafs. I get it. They couldn't afford Hyman. They're locked in on some cap here. They they just couldn't. They wanted to keep him and they couldn't. I understand that. But, you know, a couple of years ago, they, lost, they traded away Nazem Kadri, And I always thought to myself, that team needs more Nazem Qadris, not less. And that Leafs team needs more Zach Hyman's, not less. To me, they've got all the skill in the world, and they score off the rush, and they're pretty, 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 and they lose in the playoffs because they, they don't have what Zach Hyman brings. And I like this about Ken Holland. I'm not saying, Bob, that everything he does is perfect and that it's all going to work and we're going to be having a parade on Jasper. What I am saying is, they didn't have enough depth scoring, enough depth this year or last year against Winnipeg. So he goes out and he gets Fogel. He goes out and he gets Ryan to take some pressure out dry side on the faceoffs. They needed some guys who could score a different way than 97 to 29 scores. So he goes out and he gets 20, uh, uh, Hyman because he scores a different way, and the Oilers needed that. and And I think some inexperienced defensemen last year hurt the Oilers in that playoff series. And he goes out and he gets a couple of veteran defensemen. So. Learn more at Marines.com. I think he's scratching the itches here, Bob, is what I'm saying. I think the problems they had, He, I'm not saying he addressed every one of them perfectly, but he certainly made an attempt to address the problems that the order showed against Winnipeg.
0: Here is uh, Mike Smith. We said that uh, Reed Wilkins was kind enough to put this in for us. This is from today, Mark, from uh, Mike Smith's availability, talking about Zach Hyman.
3: He's feisty, he's, he's probably one of the stronger guys on a stick that there is in the league and he's competitive, you know, he's competitive, he's he's a guy that uh, knows where to go to score goals and as a parent now of hockey players, I think he's he's the epitome of what you kind of want from your kids, you know, he's, I tell my oldest son, I'm like, you got to watch Zach Hyman play, you know, he's, he's not everyone can play like Connor. So I mean, it's fine watching him play, but you're not going to be Connor McDavid. Um, but just uh, you know, the relentlessness out there, the the work ethic, um, you know, he pulls everybody in the battle. You know, it's it's just it's and it's it's uh, a contagious thing. And so um, I know I'm sure happy about having him. I think there was a span last year where we played three games here that he did a lot of damage to our team. So I'm excited about you know having him on our group and um like i said it changes the dynamic of our four group with adding guys like like zach he's just uh you know a competitive competitive guy that that uh you know pulls guys in the fight and uh it's exciting to have him here
0: there you go mark it was almost like you were in there listening to mike smith and then when i asked you
2: (laughs) you said the exact same thing maybe you were yeah, maybe I was. You know, those are those are real compliments, right, to me. Like when you when you, when I hear someone say, I tell my kid to play like that guy. I don't think, as a parent, I'm not sure there's a better compliment out there than that, is there?
0: Well, and he's also, I mean, it speaks volumes about McDavid, right? Because it is like he's been gifted from the gods above. You're not going to be like the chances yeah. of you being that guy, probably not. But Hyman, in his case, has literally willed his way. Mark, all I can think of is last year, those three games in here in February with the Leafs, right? Yeah. And the Oilers were starting to play a little bit better, and boom, they got the Leafs, and Toronto just shredded them. But it, Matthews was out, and the, the the best player on the ice in the three games was Zach Hyman. At that point, I was looking at it, and you, you know what? You mentioned Kadri, and you mentioned Hyman, and I bet you, in Maple Leaf country, if they had had a do-over, they would have found a way to have kept Kadri. And maybe they'll say, well, we had to move on because he took him out of two straight series against Boston. But I bet you if they could have done Nylander, if, if they had a choice between Hyman and uh, Kadri versus Nylander, I wonder whether yep. or not they wouldn't have gone down a different path. What do you think?
2: I am I, – totally of the in agreement with you I feel like I love watching the Leafs play because they play a fun they like the Oilers they score off the rush they score lots of goals they got a superstar in Matthews they've got really good players in Marner and Tavares and Nylander they're a nice team and like I say fun to watch and really good in the regular season and they don't haven't had what it takes to win in the postseason and they haven't to me, as I just said, I feel like at least Ken Holland has said, okay, we need these things, and I'm going to go out and try to find them. And we can quibble whether each guy that he found is the right guy. We'll have those arguments, and it's going to be fun. But I don't see where the least, you know, they, they brought in like a Thornton and Spetzel last year. Well, those guys don't make you hard to play against. They're good players. They don't make you hard to play against. So, um, I don't feel like the Leafs have scratched those itches that well. They're still a hell of a team, and they're going to show up at the playoffs as a favorite, and they'll probably lose the first round again. But uh, I feel like Ken Holland has looked in the mirror a little bit this year and said, okay, what we had wasn't good enough, and here's the changes I'm trying to make.
0: Well, I mean, they did. They brought in uh, Nick Ritchie, right? They signed him to a two-year deal at two and a half. Uh, yep. They brought in Kasha. They brought in Bunting that a lot of people think in Toronto is a bit
2: like Zach Hyman. Wow. We'll see. Yeah, let's see about that. And Andre Kasha doesn't make any hard play against my friend, yeah. even though he's a good player. They got a good, good player. Like, a good skill player.
0: You know, Muzzin Riley, who's an unrestricted free agent, TJ Brody. Muzzin helped a lot. Yeah, The guy that really impressed me last year is Justin Hull. Like, he came on, and he's yeah. a pretty decent defenseman. Yeah,
2: well, Babs didn't like him much at all. And you know what? I'll bet you if you had a Babs over the table down at the O'Garno pub after that game uh, against the Golden Bears the other night, he might tell you he was wrong on Hull.
0: Yeah, there, there's, and there you go. All right, uh, Mark. Now we're gonna put you in the spot because you've said it. Uh, I, I've gone on record. I put out my three bold predictions yesterday on the Edmonton Oilers, and they were uh, as follows: the uh, Edmonton Oilers would win 50 plus games and finish first in the Pacific. I got R. H. Hyman and Paul Yarvey each scoring 25 plus goals a season, which wow. would, which would mean Edmonton would have five 25 plus goal scores because obviously McDavid and Drysdale, if they're healthy this year, they're going to do that. And then I said with uh, number one picks Borgo, Holloway, and Broberg all percolating, the Oilers trade their 2022 number one for a player with term. Those are my three predictions. Okay. Um, does Edmonton win
2: the Pacific Division, Mark? Um. You know what? I'll say that they win the Pacific Division, yeah. I, I want Here's my addendum. I'll, I'll go on record. I'm not going to sit the fence. Yes. Evident went to Pacific in the regular season. To me, win, lose, or draw, it's coming down to a second-round playoff series with Vegas. Okay. And that's where the season's going to sink or swim.
0: Okay. Uh, okay. I, we'll see if that ends. I do think if Edmonton had gotten Calgary, as an example, in 2019 or 2020 instead of Chicago— they oh, sure. I think sure. that would have been a better – I just Calgary didn't have – like, did they have anybody that knew how to win? Like, the yeah, Hawks well. had guys that had won multiple st- – and I know Lucic won one in Boston, but he's he wasn't playing the same role in Calgary as he was, yeah. was in Boston. So, all right, so 50-plus wins. Uh, you think it's going to be hard for RNA Hyman, and Poliari each to score 25, and that's fair. I think that's –
2: Yeah, that's I it. do. I think that McDavid will score uh, 150 points. What? Yep. You think McDavid's going to get 150 points? I got McDavid for 150 points. Whoa! What? He's going to play, especially if he's going to play with dry settle on home ice. Yep. All right. Hey, you want a bold prediction? I'm giving you a bold prediction. There what you go. You
0: Mark Specter. <laughs> hey, Brian Lawton's bold prediction was that the Edmonton Oilers would win the Stanley Cup. All right. That. All right.
2: So what did, he average, what, did, what did McDavid average per game last season? I believe 1.88 off the top of my head. So that's about 150 points if he does it again. I get it. We're traveling more. We're not playing the same teams. You don't get Ottawa nine times. You get all that stuff. But this is a weak division. He's got a pretty good player in dry and Barry behind him on the point. And Pauly is a good player now. I think he gets 150 points, man. There you go.
0: Uh, and one <laughs> final one for you. Do they, do they end up trading their first-round pick?
2: Well, you know, uh, here at Edmonton, of course, that takes us all back to 2006 and Dwayne Rolison, right? You know, to me, that was the most successfully uh, traded first-round pick in Edmonton order history. should have won him a Stanley Cup if Roley wouldn't have that run-in with Marc-Andre Bergeron, but um, I'll say this, Bob, if that's the cost at the deadline, I, I firmly believe that ken holland will acquire a goaltender at the deadline okay i'm i'm absolutely in on that now if the cost is a first round pick if that's what it takes to get a guy with some term i believe that he will spend it i think that what he'd probably rather do is find a guy that's in a pending ufa and give up a third yeah but i believe that you're if you're asking me yes or no in or out i'm saying to you that if the cost for the right guy is a first round pick ken holland will trade that first round pick yes
0: Mark Spector, Speck will hook up with you on Friday. Look up and wave. See you later. <laughs> All right. That's Mark Spector joining us uh, from Frigid Air Arena from uh, Rogers Place, uh, where they're keeping it cool to make sure that the ice surface is uh, maximized as always. 127 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer today, along with Cody Jansen, who is available, by the way, at Janner 31. Brendan Escott will be back tomorrow. Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's, Bob underscore Stoffer in the show Twitter account at Oilers Now. Still to come on today's edition of Oilers Now. Uh, our orders now headliner that'll be jay woodcroft do want to tell you there's an old saying in the car business cars cost less in wetasquin vehicles currently in short supply Brent Ridge ford in wetasquin have got a couple extra broncos kicking around full size they're in stock if you uh reach out to them one of the boys can shoot a video over to you or better yet Stop by Brent Ridge Ford in Witasquan and see for yourself. Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Witasquan. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell at 128. Back with Jay Woodcroft from Bakersfield.
2: Oilers Now
0: with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.